This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And welcome in, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we bring you the President's Hour, Jay Doc, an hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. It's fitting that it is Labor Day uh, weekend, a great uh, time to uh, have Pat Eiding on for the full hour. Absolutely. You know, Labor Day is such a big day for us, obviously, in the labor movement, and this is a huge weekend, uh, you know, for the labor movement. And typically in the city of Philadelphia, uh, we have, the, the, you know, the gala event, the, the, the uh, Labor Day, Tri-State Labor Day Parade and the family picnic. This year it's a little different, but still the spirit is in the air. And you're right, Joe. There's no better, obviously, person that we'd want to have on the program than the head of labor in the city of Philadelphia, Pat Eiding. And Pat, with that introduction, uh, I welcome you in to uh, another edition. You've done this so long, uh, Pat. It's he so doesn't nice. need us, it's, Joe. Uh, he don't need us. It's so nice to have you here. Um, thanks for being here, uh, and, and welcome in, man, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Thank you, Joe and Joe, and a great introduction because it is Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, Labor Day is our day, and uh, like everything else that's happening in our world right now, things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, we certainly uh, look forward to our 33rd Labor Day parade, uh, Tri-State Labor Day parade, which, as folks know by now, you know, we, we march uh, – close to 100 unions and uh, with all kinds of other inserts that are great to make make it a great day. And even more importantly, you know, our our family get-together when we finish up at Penn's Landing is always great with a little music and lots of stuff for the kids. And it's a day that, you know, we've we've traditionally come together and, and it's gotten better because I think labor has gotten a little bit more used to the fact that they got to come together because we have such a common enemy. And so uh, this year, we're still going to have a Labor Day. It's not going to go away. It's still our day. Uh, we're going to do it a little bit different, though. We're going to do it virtually. And that term for older folks like myself, Joe and Joe, is, is uh, something that I'm spilling off my tongue like I know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> the truth of the day is every day it's another lesson. lesson. Uh, you know, around here, we're, you know, I'm here every day at the office with one person coming in. Uh, the rest of my gang's at home. But we're keeping everything going, and and so uh, coming up with the idea, we we teamed up with uh, a group called Six Seventeen Media. They're originally out of New England, but they have an office here in Philly. And our own Danny Bowder, when he left here, went with them for a while to set that office up. He is uh, now going on to bigger and better things with Seventeen Seventy Six, working as their communication person. But. Uh, uh, 617 did our, our presidential forum that folks might remember. It's been a while now when we fought so hard to get uh, presidential candidates to come here and talk to working people instead of just talking to the David Cohens of the world. And uh, that became a very successful thing. So uh, they, they're they working, or we're working with them, however that teamwork works, to, to do this virtual. And i got to tell you, 
it's uh, it's it's gaining uh, it's it's gaining quite a bit. Uh, earlier in the week, we were a little concerned. The folks might have been a little shy getting on the videos, but you're gonna it'll be on Facebook. It'll start uh, Labor Day morning at ten o'clock. Uh, we'll have uh, many many labor leaders and uh, hopefully a few uh, rank and file members to talk about their day and some guests. You know, we this is the time of the year when. Uh, when we have our big thing starting off at the Sheet uh, Metal Hall, which is you know great great place to, to kick off. Thank mm-hmm. you to Local 19 and all those years. But uh, you know that's where everybody wants to get up on a microphone. So this gives everybody uh, probably more people a chance to say a few words than what we would do if we we're doing a live because we don't make it a political day, even though we know how important the election coming up is. So. Uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have that live uh, on Facebook and Twitter and, and mainstream and all the other uh, jargons that we hear about. Uh, I know the governor and the mayor should be on there, and uh, who knows? May we may even have a, a surprise uh, a guest, and I can assure you it won't be President Trump. That's for sure. But uh, that I can guarantee you without uh, any hesitation. But uh, well, well, it'll be it'll turn out to be different. But everything we're doing is turning out to be different. Every every day of our life these days is different. So uh, as we as we're into this weekend, getting ready for Monday, uh, it's great. And and so uh, I don't want to sound like anybody who's repetitive with it's great again. But Labor Day is 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 for our folks, and we're glad that we're going to be able to make contact. So uh, that that's you know that's one big difference that we have. You know, Pat, having said that, we get the opportunity. So so if, if anybody can picture this, normally, like you said, we, we start off uh, at Local 19 and, and, and go up Christopher Columbus Boulevard, and then we, we, we have a, a great family celebration. It's awesome because you have all the unions marching together. Uh, but when we start off, you know, Pat and, 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 and all the um, – dignitaries you know they speak at the you know at, at outside of local 19 and inside of local 19 now what i think is cool about this and it's great to see labor obviously adapting technically like by the way we're joe and our joe and i aren't that far behind you there bud you know when you talk about virtual i'm still trying to figure out how i'm going to get on but i'm excited about it and what, what i think is interesting about this year is you know, I th- we're, we're, we're going to get the opportunity, uh, sort of in, in, interrupted, because there's so much festivities going on, which is awesome. But it, you, you, I, I think people are going to be able to get the message of every speaker um, and with undivided attention. So, um, you know, kudos to, to you and everybody at, at, at the AFL-CIO for, for putting this together. And it gives us an opportunity to get uh, Labor's message out uninterrupted. And, you know, Joe, Joe, you know, this, this is where our younger members, our members are out there. This is where they are. You know, they're they're on this mainstreaming. They're on the Facebook and, and tweeting and what have you. So and by the fact that we can do so many speaks uh, speakers, uh, it's given more of an opportunity to folks to either talk direct to their members or just talk to the public. And, and you know, uh, one of the things that we know of uh, when we were at Tensland, I mean, at the uh, Sea Metal Hall when we kick off, my message is always that, you know, it's September, uh, we have an election coming up, and every year uh, we talk about how important elections are because they are. And, and it's, the, it's the one way that our and, – and I just hope, I really hope and pray that people get up and vote some way or another. We have so many ways to do it. It sounds like it's difficult, but it's not. Uh, voting by mail, no matter what the clown in, in the White House says, is a way to, to be able to get this thing going. And and I think it's so very important. And this is the message I would be saying if I was on the stage 
at Local 19 that, you know, uh, you can change things, but you can only change things if you vote. And, uh, you know, there's other things we want to talk about today, but, uh, you know, we're going through some terrible, terrible times. And, you know, a lot of the workers, uh, you know, we like to say, you know, all union members are, are, are special workers. But, you know, the folks that are out there on the front lines, whether they're, they're serving in the, in the food stores or, you know, delivering food, picking up your trash, uh, there's just so many. And, you know, we, we don't ever, ever want to forget the folks that are in these hospitals and healthcare situations that are putting in their, their cell phone line all the time. And most of them, to the most part, are, are folks who are with organized labor. Many are out there that are not. So, you know, Labor Day, we like to say, is for all workers. We represent all workers. I may represent 150,000 working families that I know have a collective bargaining agreement, but we're out here every day for all workers. When we go fight for a, a bill in city council or something like that, uh, most of the time it's for folks who don't have a collective bargaining agreement. So uh, Labor Day is, is about workers. It's about the people who built this country. And every time you turn around, they're rebuilding this country. And quite honestly, if, if uh, some of the presidents, and I'll go right down the whole list of them if I had to, who get, who get elected talking about the infrastructure and how they're going to rebuild this country, and here we sit with bridges falling down and, and, and what have you. And so uh, I'm really hopeful that, that we can move forward in, the, you know, in this 21st century, in the year 2021, and, and get some of that going because I'm a firm believer that if, if there's jobs for people, and I think most human beings want to have a job, they want to be able to make a living, if there's jobs for people, we'll do away with guns, we'll do away with drugs, we'll do away with all the killing that's going on in our own city. So, uh, you know, I don't want to get down because Labor Day is a, a bright day for us, and uh, we're going to be virtually dancing in the streets, and we're going to be happy. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We'll get to our first commercial break. A lot of ground to cover when we come back. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ, District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Also a very, very special broadcast, J-Doc, because this broadcast, Labor Day weekend, which is fitting, marks the end of the one-hour labor show as the city of Philadelphia has come to know it. And the listening audience on this radio station has come to appreciate. Right. Uh, And... A week from today, a week from Saturday, uh, we begin uh, two hours every Saturday and we continue uh, to stand uh, on behalf uh, of labor, yep. uh, which perhaps means that the president's hour. It's going to be uh, the president's hours. <laughs> uh, depend, we'll have that conversation another time. He's our special guest for the full uh, hour tonight. Pat, I want to transition into uh, legislation commonly referred to uh, within the union community, certainly uh, as the HEROES Act. Let's start there. I think it's a great place to start the dialogue. I think I think you're absolutely right, Joe. And I know that's a, that may be a term that a lot of folks don't relate to. 
uh, we in the labor movement, especially through our leadership in D.C., uh, President Trump, uh, we use that to rally around. Uh, you know, we use it to get hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of letters sent to Pat Toomey because he could be a, a very intricate part of getting stuff moving in that Senate. We know that the bill passed in, in, in the House. Uh, it, it takes care of a whole lot of needs that folks need. And, and I'm not just talking about working people, but employers and uh, folks that are unemployed. And, and there's just so many things there. And, and it also covers the postal world, the postal service, which is really need to be taken care of. And I, I, for one, maybe I'm showing my age, but I, for one, don't ever want to see the United States Postal Service go down a drain. And, and I know there's an awful big attempt for that to happen in D.C. right now, and they're doing everything they can. And to, to warrant that. But if we could get this piece of legislation passed in the Senate, similar to whatever it is in the House, I, I, listen, I understand give and take. I'm not saying it has to be a, a rubber stamp, but it has to be the things that are in there that the people need. And so many folks now, I know that Governor Wolf did an admirable job by trying to push the $300 out to unemployed folks. But keep in mind, they, 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 the $600 has stopped quite a while ago, and by the time they'll reach or get the benefit of this 300 God bless them where they're going to be able to, to take care of their family. And, you know, those folks who are out of work, and contrary to what the, the, the right-hand side in D.C. wants to talk about, how people are staying unemployed because they're getting the extra money, they're staying unemployed because there's no job. They don't even understand that, you know, restaurants are closed and stores are closed and the ones that are open are only using minimal amount of people to go back to work because they're only allowed to open up minimally. You know, in the state of New Jersey, 25 people in a restaurant is not going to sustain a full staff. So, you know, th this is what's going on immediately. We need that done. But, you know, we have an election coming up that there's folks out there, not, including the, the, the guy in the White House, they are trying to undermine you know, Americans' right to have a fair election. And, you know, there's not, there's many, many states that have been using mail-in voting, and there's no reason for it not to be used. And if they take away all the deterrents and all the roadblocks that they're putting up and just leave it happen, we can have a good, fair election. You know, and, and the folks in Philadelphia have to understand, and I'm speaking out to the folks in Philadelphia very candidly, that you are the worst in the five-county area for turning out to vote. You know, and you might look in the mirror and see, am I one of those worst? Because, you know, we can't we can't win in a state, you know, a, a, a front-line state like Pennsylvania if people don't vote. And there's, there's going to be different ways to vote, and we know it's going to be different. There's going to be people who won't really want to vote unless they can go to the polls. We're going to need volunteers at those polls. We know that we need that. There's a whole lot of t there's a whole lot of t to coming together, and there's not a whole lot of time. So, you know, I'm reaching out to my brothers and sisters who belong to the union. Please le listen to your leadership. Nobody's telling you how to vote, but what we're saying, vote, and help us help other people vote. You know, Michael Caldwell, who who, who was a, his, worked for us here in Central Labor Council, uh, he's been working diligently with the state and with the national to coming up with uh, unique ways that are a little bit different to going door to door as as we've always done, labor to labor. Uh, they're going to be able to. He's going to be able to have folks volunteer to be able to text right to our members. They'll get a text. You know, nobody picks their head up off of the phone these days anyway, so having a text might be better than knocking on a door. They might not hear a door knocking. So, you know, there's unique ways that we've adjusted. 
you know, the, the heads of the unions have, have uh, adjusted to what we have now. Uh, this kid, Michael, has done such a great job, uh, you know, up to now, and, and all he needs is a few soldiers to help. We do it. We'll do it telephonically, but we'll be knocking on doors by text. And we, the, the goal is to get the people to go to vote. Uh, My Pat, feeling is that enough people get out to vote, it'll come out with a good outcome. Yes, sir. Pat, Pat do, you, do you think in, in, one of the important things, and I think it's so important for every union member, uh, you know, particularly when when your livelihood is on the line, that enough young people and and really uh, uh, our members understand that you know you're not just voting uh, for the president uh you're not just vote you know you're voting for the supreme court you're voting for your livelihood there's so many issues out there today uh and and i think sometimes people you know they they they, they vote uh, without actually knowing uh what really affects them uh and and uh, you know, how, how, obviously our goal for this show is is to educate individuals, but talk about what's on the line for the union member and for working people in general when it comes to voting for president and how important it is to your livelihood. Well, I mean, listen, I, that's a great point, Joe, and I think take it out of D.C. for a little while and just look at Pennsylvania. I mean, we have we have had folks in Pennsylvania. No matter what this great governor tries to do, we have folks on a right to put a, put a wall up, and so we have to make some changes in the state. If we if we're successful in turning out the, the voters and vote for a, a more balanced uh, leg- the houses of legislation in the state of Pennsylvania, we will first of all stop the the, the, the terrible attacks on organized labor. I mean, the folks up there have done put through more bills than you can shake a stick at that wanted to take away the right for collective bargaining. The, the very thing that working people have to protect them, they want to take that away. And that transcends down to Washington also. But as you said, Joe, the election is, is not just for the president. The election is for the folks in the state of Pennsylvania to represent you in the House and the Senate yep. that have been trying to do away with collective bargaining. We have, uh, for example, we have a member running down in uh, uh, for Senate out in Delaware in Chester County, John Kane, who uh, who would help to help our voice at sure. the table, and it would also change the balance of the right wing group that stops everything that the governor tries to do. So this election is not just about listen as, as serious. I think it is, if you know, and I I have a hard time because I know because I deal every day with working people. I know what this first person in the White House has done to take take rights away from workers and, you know, has never really filled the bill of all the promises he said he was going to do, put people to work. And, you know, I don't want to get into the weeds, but, you know, most of the stuff that happened in his first year of his term was stuff was carryover from Obama that already sure. started saving the economy for crying out loud. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Joe, to, to bring out the fact that when they end – you have to remember that with the new legislation in Pennsylvania, you can't pull a straight ticket. So people have to pay attention when they're voting and pay attention, especially working people. Who's out there that's fighting for them, whether it's to protect your Social Security, whether it's to protect your right to have uh, unemployment, your protect your right to have health care. Everybody, and Joe, I think you made it a point, people have to see how serious it is to them. Yeah. And everything we talk about may not hit everybody. But every piece of it will hit somebody. And so that's why the individual voting is so important. Pat, let me ask you if I can. We're, we have about 90 seconds until we get into the uh, commercial break. The reference to Philadelphia having the lowest 
turnout kind of stops me in my tracks. It's it's a narrative that I've listened to and I've heard before. Um, can you speak more about it? Is it the unions are voting? The union members are going out and voting. Why is the, tur- the turnout low all the time? Well, I think we might have to go into the next segment, but oh, I think okay, part yeah. of it is that, you know... <laughs> you got, you got 10 seconds. Right. Pay attention, yeah. So let me just take a breath, and we'll start that back up again after we say have a commercial. All Let's right, play good. the bills. All right, out good. of way, out of way. Good stuff. Uh, J-Doc, you're right. We don't right. need Pat, you, Krause. Pat Eiding does not need Joe Krause right. to navigate oh, this show. God. This is Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor as we get to uh, a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a great weekend for all of those in the labor community. It's a great weekend for those that go to work. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Happy Labor Day as we return to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. So now I, I let my breath out. I held it till we, uh, till we <laughs> made some money. And, uh, you know, the subject you brought up is too important to just let it dra- drain off. But, you know, why is Philadelphia the worst turnout? And you've you got to remember it's relative to numbers. And if Philadelphia turns out, we have the biggest number. And, you know, if we turned out in Philadelphia in the five counties, we would be able to move the state of Pennsylvania in the right direction in almost every election. And, you know... It's sad that we say that because this is this is us. This is where we are every day, and, and you know we know the issues, we know the problems. Uh, you know we we don't need somebody coming down here in a, in a in a covered van to tell us we have problems. We know we have problems, and part of the problems is that it's 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 jobs, and you know some folks who don't vote, I think, just are disgusted. Yeah, I think their vote doesn't count, you know, and that's the one thing we got to drive to people that their vote is so important to themselves. Just it could be just that they want to talk about the trash and and why why it's so far behind because people are out sick or whatever. There were good answers to it, but whatever they want to talk about, the vote is what gives them that right to do it and, and makes them even more important in this world that their voice has something to say. So we have to get to folks, and number one, if they're right. concerned, try to take care of their concerns. Help them get a, a mail-in ballot if that's what it takes, and that's what we're doing every time we put something out here to, to our rank and file. And if, if not, make it better for them to be able to go to a place. I mean, we're constantly working with the commissioners to make sure that there's places for drop-offs and those things. There's a lot of folks. Listen, Committee of 70 and Labor come together on these issues. The Committee of 70 and the, and the, and the administration come together. So the folks that normally sit around and start picking flies off, wings off of flies are all working together because they realize that, the, that the Philadelphia needs to pump up their vote. But, Joe, I don't, you know, your answer, your question is really good, and I certainly haven't given a clear answer. I mean, there's so many different variables that somebody will say to you why they didn't vote, and none of them make any sense. Pat, let me just say, and let me just say this. I I think you really hit on it there, though. There's a lot of disenfranchised voters that that get caught up, that, 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 that get caught up in, you know, the, the uh, partisan politics of Washington, D.C. and in Harrisburg. And in, in, and in many times, like you said, they don't feel like their vote counts. And the truth of the matter is, 
if you get engaged with the issues that really impact your life, okay, your vote is the most powerful thing that you have. And so a lot of times, in my opinion, um, the disenfranchised voter who lives in the city, who doesn't think that their vote matters, is, is in many cases, you know, paying attention to what's going on in, in Washington and in Harrisburg. And, and listen, it doesn't take much to know what your needs are. You know, in Philadelphia, people need jobs. They, you know, and, and I was just quoted again by saying at, at some hearing I was at that, you know, we need jobs in Philadelphia like we need air. Because if you have jobs for people, and people can make, you know, some gainful employment, maybe a decent wage that they can put food on the table and maybe a benefit that they can take their kids to the hospital when they have to, you know, you put people to work, you solve that. And then you solve the economy because people are paying taxes, they're putting more money in. And you take away folks that they're, they're selling drugs because they don't have anything else. Or, you know, all those reasons, the only way to take them away, in my belief, and maybe it's just because it's where I grew up and where I came from, it's hard work. And I believe that most, if not all, most people want to have a job. They want to have a job where they can be, be, hold their head up and be able to walk into their house and see their family, whether a single mom or dad or whatever it is, and know that they can sit down maybe at a dinner and talk about what they're going to do tomorrow instead of talking about where we're going to get our next meal. That's what jobs do. You know, and, and I just I can't believe these politicians – who, who want to keep putting money in folks that are already billionaires, yeah. they don't need any more. I mean, how much money can you freaking need? I mean, you, can't, you don't need any more money, well, well, and, and yet they keep doing that. But, Pat, you know what's interesting? What people ought to also understand about labor unions is, you, you know, topics like, and, and, and issues like equality. I mean, one of the great things about labor unions is, uh, you know, no matter what your situation is, in life, uh, second chance opportunities, opportunities, and when you get on the job, the things that our labor unions and, and our labor leaders represent uh, are things that other workplaces don't have. And these are issues that are so important, and we have labor leading the fight. And I think that's why and, and, and why it's so important for people to, to, to look at labor unions and what they really represent particularly during times of election, because we're trying to support those people and those candidates that support those standards. Yeah, but it's not the labor unions. It's not the members. It's not the labor, the members of the unions that are not voting. If no, I know. If, if I'm saying the general public. Wait a minute. The, the general public should, you know, in my opinion, obviously, you got to get more engaged in, in, in the topics that mean something to you. But when they look at individuals and we talk about labor being the voice of the middle class and those who can't speak, why it's so important for them to engage with unions and see the issues that we're voting for, because in a lot of ways, it's for them and it benefits them. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that, but what I'm saying is, what I'm, my, my point to you is, uh, and the reason I asked Pat the question, and Pat, I'll let you comment on this, it's not the labor unions and the workers that are in the unions that are not voting. If anybody's conditioned to vote, it's the members, right? Well, I think it's, you got to get involved. It's, it's, it's everybody else. Pat, I think, and, 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 and you answered well, the, the, you know, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I think I think I think you're right to a point, Joe. But listen, there's union members. 
that are out there get a little lazy and, and don't go vote. But it's a small amount because we work every day. And, uh, and unlike what people believe out there, we don't work every day to drive people's brains into thinking one way or the other. We try to work every day, number one, to get them to vote. We'd like them to vote the right way that helps working people. But all, all I ever say is, look at who's running that's going to do something for you as a working person, you and your family as a working person. And that's the way to vote. But you can't do it if you don't vote. So that's how we drive the vote from the union members. I don't know that we wouldn't be a little bit more lax if, if we didn't push it hard. I, who knows whether that happens. We have such good programs now where we can reach out labor to labor that uh, it's hard to say whether, whether some. But, but I think on the other end, the the more people who don't vote or folks that are out there who, you know, Joe used the right term, feel like they're dis- disfranchised. They don't, they don't have any, it's not going to mean anything no matter what they do, get people in office. I mean, listen, what, you know, I'm not a brain, but what happened to Hillary Clinton, I think, is that too many people thought that she was still that mainstream that's talking about Broadway instead of talking about uh, uh, someplace in Pennsylvania where folks have been working in a steel mill. There's no steel mill. And, you know, this guy who's there now, he had people believe, and then these are people who are scared to death. They don't have anything anymore. Some of these towns in Pennsylvania that were coal mines and steel mills, if you drive through Shamokin, Pennsylvania, it's a ghost town. Yeah, and, and I remember as a kid going through Shamokin, Pennsylvania, they had a movie theater, they had a department store, they had a five and ten. It's a ghost town. Yeah, because I, they aren't having, and, you know, and the people people who were promised these jobs, it's still a ghost town. Three years later, and and so a lot of those votes, folks, maybe not vote either way. I think what we're trying to do now is just get the folks to pay attention and vote. And I think here in Philadelphia, we would make such a big difference both in the state and in the country. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. And you, you, you talk about being, uh, you know, understanding the issues. You know, labor and Joe Krause, I'll say this. Um, the labor to neighbor campaign that labor, you know, the labor is so committed to. We're, re- we're not just reaching out to one another. I think a lot of times when it comes to union members who don't get engaged, there's a couple different, uh, you know, kind of thoughts I have. And one of them is, well, you know, you know, the, the mistake of, of thinking uh, everybody else has it. Next thing you know, you just lost because you, you thought that. You know your 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 brother union and, and uh, your 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 brother and sister union members had it and and you didn't vote and that and that happens. Next thing you know, you're on the losing side. Having said that, we're out there reaching people every day, talking about issues that are incredibly important. One thing I'd like to say about those small towns uh, in upstate Pennsylvania, Pat, um, and I think our politicians have to take a note here. When when Trump ran the last time, he the first thing he talked about, and I this is when I knew. There was going to be something there, and this is important. He starts talking about NAFTA and all those things. Those are issues that are important to us. Okay, okay so he was he was he was touching the soul of a lot of working people. Now, when you go back there and you go up to those coal towns where they said they were going to open up the mines and they're still not open, okay, let's revisit that issue. But he was saying things that other politicians weren't weren't saying. I think it's important for our politicians to understand their constituents more and 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 and, and understand the issues that. Impact them that get them out uh, to vote. That's what got people out going across party party lines with Trump. This time, it's a different story. Well, Joe, look, you're right, and, and, and we can we could talk about. But I want to talk a little bit about you know we mentioned what unions do that are not necessarily about their own rank and file. You know, we have some bills here in city council that we pass. You know, uh, merge, uh, paid sick leave. We you know put 
paycheck protection, those things. When we got out there and, and spoke on the floor for those things, it wasn't for our members that had a collective bargaining agreement. It's for folks that really have need. You know, we put some legislation together to take care of domestic workers. And so right now, when we go back in city council, I think somewhere around the 9th or 10th of September, they're going to be, we had a hearing on a, on a public health emergency leave bill. And, you know, some people say, well, we already have sick leave. Well, this is about extending it, extending that sick leave for folks who are out there in the front lines. You know, whether they be uh, folks that are working in the, in the, in the health care workers, domestic workers, gig economy workers, folks that are out there every day who have already used up maybe their first little 14 days or whatever they were given, and, and now they don't have anything. And, and by not having anything being done in Washington, they don't have anything here. So this is a bill that uh, that we've been supporting for quite a while. It came out very strong out of the, the hearing. Uh, I'm a little concerned because of politics. It may not get as much support uh, on, the, on the floor at city council as it did in the hearing, but it should. And this is another case where we're going to be out there as labor supporting this for those folks that have nobody to protect them. You know, they, you know, those domestic workers that are out there, if you think about uh, the good and the bad and the ugly of what goes on in this world, you know, that's part of it right there. But we have a lot of folks who, you know, are in the food industry, whatever industry they're in, that this thing is going on so long, they need some additional help. So this is this is a, a an emergency leave bill that would make an extension on what we already have. But again, I'm saying this for two reasons. One, I'd like folks to support it. But I also pointed out that this is something labor supports for folks that are out there working that don't necessarily have the benefit of, of a union or a collective bargaining agreement. So, so this is what we should do every day, and I think we do. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding is uh, with us. One segment to go, back on the other side. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We don't get them often, but we try and get them monthly. We have them tonight, the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, with us. Our final segment uh, right now. Pat, back to you, sir. Joe, uh, Joe, listen, I, I, uh, we've talked about a lot of things, and, and I don't want to take anything away from how important this election is. And I just really emphasize to anybody listening, talk to your family, talk to your neighbors, vote. I'm not even going to try to guide your vote. I think there's enough information out there. You can see what these last three and a half years have been. So my my point is to vote, and we could change some things. But, Joe, speaking of change, we, we, we can't – I you know, I'm not, often on, uh, not on that often, so I, I have to touch base with what's going on in, in our country with the Black Lives Matter and, and the, you know, the, the other side of it pushing uh, whatever side they're pushing. Uh, listen, I think there's merit for looking at all sides of something like this. I believe labor is part of the community. They are the community. The people who are in labor are folks who live and, and, and work right here in our community. So they can't just, you know, you just can't close your door and pull your shades down. So what we've done here in our council, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, we put together a committee that we put a lot of thought into the committee to make sure it was a very broad-based committee. It didn't want thinking, explain it one way or the other. Uh, and the committee is, is one that's meeting every two weeks. You know, normally a committee meets once a month. But this is too important to matter. And, and what I give credit to this committee, it's the Civil and Human Rights Committee, is that they've asked folks to talk to them 
uh, like the sheriff. Uh, they've invited the, a police person from the training people. Uh, they've invited uh, folks from the, the, the district attorney's office, uh, labor liaisons, trying to get a feel from other thoughts. And I think what, what and I'm really proud of them because I think with what we see going on, with uh, taking it out of hand so we're not really finishing up the discussion and get it where it should be. You know, I've been working with the state uh, state legislators and even the city council to see what we could do to change things. But one thing I take make very clearly, when I talk to any legislator or any uh, political person, I will not do anything that takes away from collective bargaining. And, you know, we know that this stuff that's happening with the police, it doesn't, that doesn't identify every policeman in this country. And I know it doesn't identify every policeman in Philadelphia. There's issues that take place that are wrong. There's issues in every industry that take wrong. These are more serious than every industry because they're lives. But we put the committee together because we, as I, I'm going to repeat, we're, we're part of the committee because community because we are the community. And I think we're looking at it in a, in a, in a manner that wants to be helpful not to pick sides and not to point fingers. Uh, and I, the last thing that I want, this is Pat Eiding personally, to defund anything that protects us. Uh, and, and I really want to be able to pick up the phone, and I have an issue with me or my family that I can pick a phone up and, and get protection and get a policeman to come. And I think everybody should have that opportunity. So I, I don't want to see us take away something that we need. But I do know that we got to try to sort things out, and I, I would hope this dialogue goes in all directions with the police, with the community, and those things. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. I didn't want to get off without mentioning I know we're coming close to the hour, but uh, it was important that we, you know, folks know that labor isn't walking away from this. And Pat, you know, it's really, it's, it's a great thing, because I think what's so important about this, after everything our country's gone through over the last several months, is that something positive comes out of it. One of my biggest fears, I've said it about a hundred times, is that we've gone through all this and that uh, there's no reform, that, that, that there's no true uh, change that benefits everybody. I think that what's really important is that, um, that uh, you know, somebody stands up and makes sure that, you know, you know that the, what happened to George Floyd never happens again. And at the same time, like you said, the police are the ones coming towards the bullets and, and, and not running away from them. You need them when there's, uh, uh, you know, obviously when something's wrong, you're calling 911, you're calling the police. However, there's got to be change and there's got to be positive change. So I'm in total agreement with that. Um, you know, because if, if all we do is, is, you know, move on emotions, we're never going to get anything done. And Joe, let me, let me just talk directly to collective bargaining a little bit, because folks don't always understand it. I represented my local union for 25 years. We had a lot of grievances. I did not win them all, because the people on the other side, the employer, were stand-up people that also knew what was right and wrong. So you win some and you lose some. In our situation here, where people say that McNesby this and McNesby that, I want to know where the city is on their side. Because if McNesby's wrong, why weren't they proving them wrong? You know, there can't, you, can't, you can't allow uh, a process to go one way and then stand up and say you're Punch's pilot. You had nothing to do with it. That's baloney. You know, if, 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 there's something, if there's something wrong with that system, that's the system that needs to be changed. Yeah. Because, you know, the leader of the FOP is elected to protect his members. So he's bringing these cases. He shouldn't win them all. 
Why well, is it winnable? Well, it's interesting you, know? you say that because, you know, we all f- feel really highly of, you know, think highly of John McNesby, no question. But one of my issues was uh, as an iron worker working on a job, that officer that, 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 that killed George Floyd had 18 si- violations on his, on his record. You know, this is that's what we're talking about when we talk about reform. It's not as easy as people think. But having said that, if I dropped 18 buckets of bolts while I was working on a high rise building, I never would have got to the second or third one. So my point is, um, that's certainly part of an area where there's got to be changed. No question about it. Last word, Pat. We have 90 seconds until we say goodbye on this Labor Day weekend. We're talking with Pat Eiding, president of the AFL uh, CIO. I turn it all to you, Pat. I'll give you 85 seconds and I'll take five. You're only going to get from me happy Labor Day to all working people out there, in particular our brothers and sisters in organized labor. And I will say this loud and clear. Change what happens to you every day by going and voting or writing a letter or, excuse me, mailing in a vote, but vote. And you can change your destiny on November 3rd to a better way of life. Thanks, everybody. Happy Labor Day. Uh, good stuff from the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, joining us here for the full hour on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, a virtual reality for the 33rd uh, annual uh, Labor Day Parade. Great job by all uh, who helped put everything uh, together on social media. J-Doc, 15 seconds, and then I'm cutting you off. No, listen. Um, it's, you know, you know, by the way, I'm going to be dealing with two hours of this. You're, right, da- next you're down week. to 10. Ha. No, I just want to say... Hey, congratulations on the two hours, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you, boss. Uh, you know, Five I seconds, j I want to wish everybody a happy Labor Day, and like Pat said, uh, get out to vote. It's the most important thing you can do, and I want to thank Pat Eiding for his words of wisdom. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in who have been with us on this uh, one-hour voyage. One week from tonight, next Saturday, we'll see you for two hours, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.